Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Um, so, how many kids have you, like, always imagined? Two. Boys? I'm gonna be happy, like, anyway. Ideally, like, boy-girl would be nice. That's what I want, too. Two. And I want boy-girl. I want older boy, younger girl. I just want them to be, like, best friends. Same. Uh, I want it to be, like, probably about, like, three years apart. Give us enough time in between. <laughs> yeah. Nice little gap. everyone welcome to little miss recap the podcast where uh we love a good shoulder shimmy like orion <laughs> gives us quite a bit <laughs> he does this like the body language is just like i'm so pissed off at you right now i'm just gonna shimmy my shoulders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh he's pissed he's pissed and we're pissed at him big time pissed at him big time he's again actually... i've taken the i've taken the trajectory and i am he's dead to me he's in the trash pile Mm-hmm. We've thrown him in the trash pile. My mm-hmm. name's Amy Archer. I'm the host of Little Miss Recap. I'm here with the the jam to my peanut butter. Um, see, you had the sweet, and I'm like the mm. the cra- sticky crap. Um, Stephanie, hi, Steph. What's up? What's um, up? There's nothing sweet about me. Hmm. I'm more like <laughs> trying a to sticky think crap. Sweet like, about either one of us. <laughs> Um, I need to talk to you about two things. I will okay. put the end of our chit chat in the show notes so people don't get angry that we're talking about things not related to the show. Okay. Um, God, people I am get on... angry. No, no, I just don't want them to. Oh, I'm heading okay. it off. Oh, okay. I am on a mother god journey. Oh, I'm with you. I saw um, it. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I'm only. It's I'm only on episode one. Okay. Okay. It's, this is why you don't give a McDonald's manager some ecstasy. I worked at McDonald's for a long time. I 100% know two managers I have in my mind that would have dropped ecstasy and started a cult. Oh, really? 100%. It's hilarious. This is hilarious to me. Um, Oh, it's wild. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what to Amareth the dude Amareth that she ran off and married. Yeah, I, dude, <laughs> I, I I'm in the throes of the mother god bullshit right now too, as well, and it's like it's insanity. I just I'm watching that, and I'm watching Let Us Pray, which is the um it's a new documentary about, and I think I'm gonna want to cover this one. It's about the survivors of sexual abuse in the IFB, the International Foundation of Baptist Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't know if I have that right. I'm sorry. It's not in front of me. But um, it's really good. 
It's really good. So Ooh, there's so like called? I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna write it down. Let us pray, but it's P R E Y. Oh wow. All right. Yeah. And it's really good and it's so important and so deep. And then I have the mother love, mother God stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. I know. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. All of it, it is ridiculous. I don't know if it's ridiculous because I'm only watching episode one. So like I don't know if something dark happens. Like I know obviously we open with the corpse, so we know she's dead. But I don't know like if like I, does it get dark or is it always just kind of bizarre? It's mostly bizarre. Okay. All right. So, so far. Okay. It's so there's fucking... no like sexual assault or, you know, No, I don't think so. Not that I've seen yet. Ooh, okay. I hope not. Okay. Ugh, I don't know. What Who the fuck? I'm so like obsessed with cults. I don't um, understand how like how one like do I'm you, of two do you minds. have to be I'm of two minds of like, a do cult. You, do you have my question is like, do you have to be mentally ill? Like is that like a prerequisite? No, no, no. No, I think you have to be vulnerable. No, I'm talking about the people that start a cult. Oh, that start the cult. Yes. Um, like, we all understand how people get sucked into joining cults, but how do you, like, what kind of person is like, oh, let's start this, and then it turns into a cult? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so I haven't watched enough of Mother God yet to fully get there, but I will say, like, you kind of have to be a narcissist, obviously. Yeah. But you also have to be, I think you have to be really smart. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, like yeah. when I'm thinking about, and I, I just mentioned this when we were talking about escaping Twin Flames with Amanda, the dude, I have to look it up, from Heaven's Gate, what was his name? Oh, um. Like Peep or Bo or. Oh, it see. was, um, I watched it, but it was a while ago. I don't remember. I watched it too. Um, They were, okay, so led by Bonnie Nettles, but that wasn't. She was known as T and she, okay, Marshall Applewhite. He was known as Doe. Doe, like, yeah. These guys were really, they were kind of smart from what I remember. I might be, I might have that wrong, but I think they were like really smart. Yeah, probably. And even if you're not smart, like book smart, I think you have to have, like I'm thinking about Charles Manson, which full disclosure, I was obsessed with Helter Skelter, the book, when I was a teenager. Really? I carried it around and read it constantly. <laughs> you did? Yes, because oh, I'm sick. I've never and David Koresh, I was obsessed with Waco yeah. as well. Um, but like Charles Manson was super smart. He knew how to manipulate people. So did Jim Jones from Jonestown. Like mm -hmm. it's, I know. you know what I mean? It's, you have to have a certain level of business savvy manipulation and narcissism coming together. It's so bizarre. It's so I bizarre, but I don't understand. And it. you, you rarely see women-led cults. That's why, like this mother god thing is. It's wild. It's wild to me. Yeah, and it like, really is. The thing that is so strange to me about her is that she leaves her children. She has children. I didn't get there uh, yet. Oh shit! I'm no, sorry. no, no. That's fine. She has children. She has three children. With Father Gods? No. Or like, like she from had her them, prior life. Like, like when she worked life. at McDonald's. Yeah. And no shade to work at McDonald's. Like I said, I worked there. I worked there for years. 
Yeah. Timmy was the lobby boy and I was the drive through girl. Timmy worked there too? <laughs> Timmy worked there too. We worked at the same one. Oh, that's really cute. Isn't I didn't that know cute? that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I forgot. I probably He gets all offended when I call him the lobby boy, but that's how I remember it. He's like, I worked on the grill too. Okay, you did. Okay, yes. Timmy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. So she has three kids, I think by like all different dads. Like I don't think like she was, I don't want to say troubled. That's terrible. People that have kids with different fathers aren't troubled, but she, there's clearly something wrong that she would leave them. Right. I don't care off. how many baby daddies she has. It's the fact right. that she's abandoning the babies. She's that's abandoned the problem. her babies to become mother God. To, like, save the world from negative energy. But, like, what do you think you did to your kids? Well, and I love how... How does she reconcile that? Like, you know how um, Jenny and I are always talking about siblings and sib order and stuff like that, my sister and I. Uh Um, I love when they interview her little sister and the little sister's like, I don't know. She just started talking weird shit one day and then she was gone. (laughs) I'm like, no, I could have seen my sister doing that, starting a cult and just leaving. (laughs) Wait until you watch episode two. It's episode two was insane. Now, I was going to start episode three last night and then Mm -hmm. I got sidetracked. It was a whole thing. But guys, let us know if you want us to talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Like, we'll do an episode on it. Let us oh, know. Oh, we totally should. Yeah, let us know, guys, yeah, if yeah. you want us to. Um, I also want to talk about my perimenopause anxiety journey that I'm on still. Okay. okay. So many people know I'm on a blood pressure journey. That seems to have journey. stabilized a little bit, but I think that that is connected to my anxiety journey. Um, I have no doubt, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So I... I went to I went on a trip a while ago and before I went on the trip I had immense anxiety. An anxiety attack. I wouldn't even say it was an attack. It was like a spread state? out over days. It was like a yes. just state of anxiety. Yeah. I was in like a and I have I am someone who has literally never suffered from anxiety or panic. I know. Never. I, I don't even understand never. it. I know. I've always been empathetic. Because I was married to somebody who suffered from that, and I know it's real, and I know it's debilitating, but Mm -hmm. I never had it, so I couldn't understand it. I had a panic attack once when I took too many edibles in Portland. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) But um, for the most part, I never had anxiety. I so I suffer. I've I've been having it so bad, and I'm just trying to calm the fuck down. Mm. So a couple days ago. I was like, oh, it seems to be subsiding. And like, I was fine. And then like two nights ago, like it just comes and goes. I know. Two nights ago, I'm laying in bed and I'm imagining now this is, I'm lying in bed. I'm imagining my kids getting in car accidents. How am I going to be when they're driving in the snow? Um, You know, what's going to happen with me and Timmy? Like all this, I could not shut my brain off. So what I want to say is welcome to my life. Mm, this has been bad. my life for as long as I can remember, even as a child. It's bad. Yeah, dude, it fucking sucks. So I, like, I'm doing research. The only thing I could think is that it's, like, it's got to be connected to perimenopause, right? It's got to be. I mean, it could be, sure. I mean, I've changed nothing else in my life. And it I just know. hit me like a wall. And I'm, you know, I'm going to be four. No, I'm 46. Mm-hmm. Odds are I'm headed that way. So 
guys, backdoor friends, come at me if you are experiencing menopausal anxiety. And mm. will now I'm at the point, like, will it go away on the other side of it? That's mm. what I need to know. So here's something interesting. Okay. So I had anxiety like forever for truly for as long as I can remember even as a little little kid and when it was really bad for me now look that you say that looking back was in like my early to mid 30s was I think when it was Mm. at its peak and that's when I was in perimenopause because I went super early why were you in perimenopause that early I have no idea just was how do you know that because I had issues with like like did they test your hormones oh yeah oh no i've known since uh, truly i was like 33 or 34 when it started like i'm dead serious it's when your um hormone levels dip right like your estrogen dips Mm -hmm. suddenly Mm -hmm. i don't know this just came out of nowhere for me wild i know it did i was even like didn't know what to do with you yeah no truly because i was like i don't know how to deal with like i don't even know how to support you like this because i've never seen you like that i know i know the roles were like reversed i'm i'm gonna write an essay about it but i was trying to think about like how to describe the feeling and it's almost like the things inside of you are not tethered down Mm -hmm. they're all like like running all over are just shifting like Mm -hmm. like you're driving a car around and the kids in the back have no seat belts on like that yep. kind of situation like uh like um on yellowstone when they put the guys in the back of the van and don't <laughs> buckle them down and kill them <laughs> that got dark oh man <laughs> but do you know what i mean there's like do. that's what it's like it's like you can't grasp the strings of the balloon to pull it down and tether it inside of you that, mm-hmm. i know this sounds weird but no, that's where doesn't. i'm going with this because i get it i totally anyway. get it it's fucked up, dude. I'm sorry yeah, you're this, going through it, though. Thank you. This. I'm sorry you've been going through it. It's, it sucks. Ugh, it's, I actually, like, it's not even, I don't even think it's something that I went through. It's truly just who I am. It's, it's like part well, of your just genetic uh, it's makeup. Just, it's just who I am. Like, I don't Like remember, my first husband. Right. I don't, well, I don't think I'm. No, no, no. I just that. mean he had yeah. anxiety from the time he was a little kid. Never Same. lived without it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny though, because for me, I feel like as I've gotten older, I think it's improved. Would you mm. think, like, I feel like, or, or I've gotten or better Or have you at learned to manage it? it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Maybe well, last night, in the wine. I said to, <laughs> last night I said to Timmy, like, I really just need to take my mind off it, like, just do do little things. So, like, we sat down. We just start watching Star Trek new, Strange New Worlds, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking my little chamomile tea. And I'm just trying to, like, Dude, I'm laying off the alcohol. You know this, what I mean? I'm doing what I have to do. This is why every night before I go to bed, I spend a minimum of two hours watching the Gilmore Girls. Like, I'm mm. not even kidding. And then when I finish place. it, I just restart it. Like, it's mm. literally what I watch every single night of the week. And I've seen the entire show. I don't even know how many times, but it's like, it's just that thing that. It comforts you. It comfort. It's a huge comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Gilmore Girls or I'll watch Friends or everything. Everybody loves Raymond. But for the most part, it's like Gilmore Girls for life. If I have to put on a comfort show, it's usually like The Office or Schitt's Creek. Yeah. 
So for yeah. Patrick, it's the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because anyone who knows me knows, like, I love to laugh. Yeah. Laughing so, is my favorite thing in, in the world. I know it is. And, mm-hmm. like, for Patrick, it's it's the office or it's always sunny. Mm. Yeah, those are both very good. Yeah. And he's, then we get into the fight. He's at my nighttime. husband. I know. Because <laughs> at nighttime, he wants to watch it. He wants to watch Sunny. And mm-hmm. I love Sunny. I truly mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But it's not something I can watch before I go to bed because mm-hmm. it's so loud. Charlie's oh, okay. voice and all okay. the yelling and the commotion. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's too much stimulation. Are you for making me. Patrick lay in bed and watch the, the Gilmore Girls? <laughs> oh, he goes to sleep. So here's we actually we have a we have a whole system. He we get into bed, we put the TV on. We usually watch like a murder show or a cult doc or whatever show we're in. Like depending on the night, like on Sunday we watched Bass Reeves, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we'll do that, and then he'll throw on an episode of Sunny, and then he mm-hmm. always gets tired before I do because I don't fall asleep till like two or three a.m. every night. And then he'll hand me the remote, and then he just rolls over and goes to sleep. I put Gilmore Girls on and play on my phone all night and watch Gilmore Girls. Like, it's sick. Okay, here's our routine. We get into bed. I put on a show. It's usually something we're watching together. So, like, we yeah. were just doing Archer. Yeah. Um, We did all of Shit's Creek. We just finished that a while ago. We did Archer. We did It's Always Sunny. It's usually a half-hour sitcom. Uh-huh. We watch Timmy's asleep before minute 10. He's exactly. right out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll watch the end of it and then I'm asleep. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So we have no. our half hour show that we watch. I know. Night. We're bonkers. All right. Anyway, guys, I guess we oh, need to I get into this. I guess we need to talk stuff. about maths. Oh, guys. <laughs> Is that why we're here us. Come at us. Like, how are you feeling about the season? Because Steph and I, we had a little issue yesterday where we were talking about not loving it. Not loving it. Are we gonna are we gonna stick it out? Of course. Can't stop, won't stop. But it's I don't know, it's losing me. You guys, last night I turned it on at what, 6 30? Mm-hmm. It was an hour and fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't finish it until after eleven PM. It took me that long. So we're getting screeners. Are these two hour episodes when they're playing on cable? I think so. Or at least an hour and a half, I right? I think so, yeah. Uh, they were two last season, I remember. I believe it's, so. And, and Stephanie and I looked back and last season was 25 episodes. It went for six months. I don't remember it being that long. I really don't. I always just thought it was a quick, I mm-hmm. don't know why. Nope. But I put it on and mm-hmm. I started my notes. And then mm-hmm. like five minutes into it, I know, like I was like, staring off into space and I was like oh my god so I paused it and then I'm like all right just regroup and then I would go do something and I came back to it and I tried again and then you texted me and it was like an hour and a half later I'm like it's been an hour and a half and I'm only 12 Mm -hmm. minutes in truly I didn't finish it until after 11 o'clock I mean there was a whole other thing going on here yesterday too but yeah not just not digging um, it no really struggling with it hopefully it picks up but we'll see. All right. So we're doing Married at First Sight Season 17, Episode 7, A Honeymoon Rockier Than the Mountains, and I have an episode description. Mm. As the couples continue having fun on their honeymoon, one husband shuts down when his wife asks a question that's too personal. Who did that happen with? Hmm, I wonder. No, really. That was Orion. 
She asked him a question that was too personal? Or was it Austin? Becca asking Austin no, about this is religion. Stupid. Nobody That's shut down. Stupid. Another wife that. gets judged for asking the wrong question. So that's, that's Emily and Brennan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And although one house, husband has to deal with a medical emergency, it still doesn't compare to the emotional roller coaster of one couple's marriage, which may be mm-hmm. a mountain they can't get over. So you're right. Mm-hmm. It was it was Becca and Austin. And I know I, I only say that because in my notes I have I'm real worried about him this week. All right. Well, let's start with them since we're talking All about right. them. Give us some Becca and Austin, our favorite couple, our really favorite the only couple. reason we're watching at this point. Yep. So I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a ton of notes. That's Not fine. a whole lot happens. Happens. So, okay. Um, so the first scene they show with these two is they're at breakfast and she cracks a joke that she has something intense to tell him. And it was just that, and I'm like, oh my God, what is it? She's like, oh, my pink hair is not real. <laughs> Okay. I, her. <laughs> I love her but like come on i know i know She's give us so something cute. becca <laughs> i know so then she opens up the conversation of religion yeah and you can tell he's immediately super uncomfortable because yes. he's like oh i've never heard of that word before ho <laughs> ho and i'm like what like why is he being so weird yeah, i'm seeing red flags everywhere this week with him He's jokey with jokester. He can't, no, you know. I have a whole new take. Um, so he says he's not ready to talk about religion. And I'm like, when the fuck is the right time, dude? Like, he, whatever. First of all, first of all, what people, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. But I just mm-hmm. didn't think people this age took religion this seriously. That they felt like they couldn't get over a barrier. Do you know what I mean? Like, um. So here's what I think. But that's ignorant to say because many people take their religion very seriously. Right. So I think it's people that are very deep in their faith Mm -hmm. that feel that way. But I think the people that are like the agnostics or the, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The Mm -hmm. atheists atheists, (laughs) um, are the ones that are kind of like you and me where we're just like, eh, you know, but. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Like I'm kind of with Emily. Like reform. Like I grew up Roman Catholic. Yeah. Definitely not that anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I have mm-hmm. a very strange relationship with church because yeah. I grew up Catholic as well, and not really kind of like fake Catholic. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Easter, um, Christmas, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do love my church. I love mm-hmm. my priest. Like I have a whole community of and like a group of friends there that I care about deeply and I right. genuinely love going to church. I just mm-hmm. don't know that I believe. It's fucking fucked up. It's so right. messed up. It's well, like a for, whole thing. For, not to belabor the point, but for a lot of people, church is about community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people who prefer the community of church they might yeah. believe in some of the other stuff, but the number yeah. one thing it might be the community. I don't anyway. know, you guys. Anywho, so Becca's saying that, you know, she feels a little bit rejected because he doesn't want to talk about anything deep. And I kind of see her point. Like, this isn't He's all not just go like... deep ever, dude. Ever. Yeah. So he tells her that he doesn't want to scare her off. And at this point, I'm like... He's a total fucking religious freak and I'm out. I don't think she I don't think he's super religious. Mm. Here's what is giving me pause about him. Okay. He's an avoider. He can't have a hard conversation. I know. I know that too. That is 
annoying and that is really hard to live with especially if you're somebody who's so open and such a communicator like becca Um, that it's just very that's very difficult to deal with somebody that way yeah it totally is that's the vibe i'm getting from him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, me too so even you know we thought he reacted so well to her illness and he did he did yeah but like now i'm like was that just a surface answer like how do you really feel about it I know. You it's, know what it, I mean? It makes me wonder, like, if all the shit that he's been saying is just, like, fucking rainbows and... Just to avoid confrontation. Like, yeah. Avoid mm-hmm. conflict, yeah. Okay, yeah. go on. So later we see them on the beach, and he's clearly drunk. And I've noticed that he's drunk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're on vacation at an all-inclusive oh! resort. Yeah. No, I'd be for drunk him. the entire time. Me mm-hmm. too, especially mm-hmm. if I was with fucking strangers. Yes. Of course, I'm yes. just pointing out that he's always like a little about like mm-hmm. slurry, mm-hmm. you know? Right, and she's always dead sober, don't forget. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So he's drunk and tells her that, you know, he wants to clear something up and he doesn't want her to feel like he's being avoidant. Um, and, you know, she admits that she rushes into conversation, like deep conversation, you know, usually fairly quickly and... Mm-hmm. Whatever. But she's really, really pushing um, this religion thing. And she says it's, you know, she does this because she thinks it's important to talk about the topics that are important to her. And, dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you guys. I'm super fucking worried. I'm Mm -hmm. super fucking worried because Mm -hmm. he is just, he is just not opening up about this fucking shit at all. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Bad. That's all for them, right? Or do no, more? I mean, I've got a little bit more. So, oh, okay. you know, when they're packing up to leave, I mean, I'm just going to go through the basics and yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. the group scene later, whatever. No. Yeah. Um, they're talking, like, just being silly again because that's all they seem to be able to do mm-hmm. with each other, which mm-hmm. I realize now isn't her, it's him. Mm-hmm. And he admits that he's nervous about her messiness when they go home and they do like a pan of the room. She is kind of messy. Oh, I'm like twitching and shaking. I'm just, whoa. No, no. Messiness is not something I can deal with anymore at this point in my life. But it's in this moment that I see him making jokes about her being messy, like in the space. When I'm like, take another look at him and i'm like this dude hasn't shaved in six months (laughs) he's got more dirt under his fingernails than a toddler yeah he's a little messy and he's real he looks like he's like a basket of stinky laundry yeah like i can't imagine what his apartment looks like i can't imagine what he smells like see this is this is where the show goes wrong because in the old days, let's talk about it like uh, people talk about the 1950s being the golden era, which it really wasn't. Uh-huh. Um, in the old days, they used to have to go live at one another's houses. I know. And that's what we need again. Yes. I need Becca moving into his bro pad. Yeah. And, and being like, mm-hmm. yes. 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 Oh, those, for, those early seasons were so, so good. great. So good. Um, so again, like she's asking him questions about how they can go deeper and he's like, oh, I learned that you can, you like to be well fed and well rested. And I'm like, he's just, I, I'm just not. She makes him give her a real answer. I know. Yeah. She, she get used to that, Becca. You're going to be holding him like to the fire quite a bit. 
I know. So he's just, he's constantly sarcastic and, you know, he tells her that he'll show up for her always, but he doesn't know what that looks like right now or what that entails. And she's like, what the fuck does that even mean? And he just kind of keeps saying it over and over again. I just don't know what that entails. And I'm like, he's backing. I can see him backing off big time at the end of this honeymoon because I feel like in the beginning you see him like all all into it and all over her and for whatever reason by the end of these couple of days he's pulled way back and I see it huge one thing we've talked about is they are real close to the friend zone yeah and I could see that happening yeah me too but I think Uh, they're friend zoning he's friend zoning like I don't think it's her I don't know how they cannot friend zoning when everything is ha 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 I know. We don't see them making out anymore, do we? She does. They do. And I only oh. noted it because I was like, ew, she kissed him at, when he was like in bed being like all dirty and grody. And I'm just, I'm like, no, that's not nice. But okay. he just, he always looks dirty to me. He looks, no, it's not dirty. He looks unkempt. unkempt. Yes. Yeah. He looks unkept. Yeah. Yes. Like I Game just of wanna... Thrones people are dirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, the dirt under the fingernails kind of is where I got thrown. And you can see it. I've got I, a whole lot I of fingernail look, issues. I can't, yeah, I can't really I've tell. I've got a lot of fingernail issues in this in this this week. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. But that's all I've got. She they do make out. She kisses him. I'm grossed out. He looks stinky. I'm scared for her. This Whatever. Is, this is I'm 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 scared, you guys. This is the first time that I'm a little worried about our star couple. Okay. All right. Let's scoot on over to Emily and Brennan. Mm, Okay. Let's do it. They're having a nice dinner and she goes, we need to talk about our Christmas situation. Christmas. I, this woman, (laughs) I I would be able to spend no longer than two minutes in a room with her. I know. Me too. Yeah. If that. Uh, You know who she is? I'm going to tell you who she is. She is you and your friend. Go out to a nice restaurant. You're at Bar Pass. Oh, I already okay? know. <laughs> you and I are sitting there. We're having a deep conversation about my menopause journey. Okay, it's intense. We're on the verge of yeah. tears. We're holding hands. You know or how like we are. My hysterectomy. <laughs> yes, we're holding hands. We're looking each other in the eyes. You know how we get when we go out. Yes. Here comes a rowdy crowd of yep, women. There's like three of them, maybe. They're at the end of the bar. They're hooting and hollering. They're sexually harassing the bartender. Yeah, and this is They're- where. Mm -hmm. I start to lose my shit and I'm like, we got to get out of here. And we have to leave. Yeah. It's, it's her, it's her and her friends. That's who this girl is. Is the, is she a terrible person? No, I'm sure she's fine. Is she just not right for us? Correct. Okay. Yes. I don't think, I really don't think she's a terrible person. I don't I just want to put that I, out there. I've joked I, about her in previous weeks, but I don't. And I don't hate her. I don't hate her. either. I don't mm-hmm. hate her either. I think she's, she's a pain in the ass, <laughs> but I don't hate her. Yeah, exactly. So she says she was raised Catholic and she would convert to Judaism for him. And she does not want to raise the kids in a Catholic church because it's culty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he appreciates that she can change and be adaptable. He's sitting back there like, this is a girl who's totally going to do whatever I want in the bedroom. I'm cool with this. Like, yes. she is so easygoing. She I is know. So, and I feel like, mm, no, she's not going to be. Mm-mm. I know. She's doing know. the cool girl. She's doing yeah, the cool girl. She is doing the cool girl. Mm-hmm. 
big time doing the cool girl. So they talk about kids and they both want a boy and a girl. And she wants a boy Mm -hmm. who's older to protect Mm -hmm. the girl because women can't be women in on their own. Mm -hmm. And she just wants her kids to be besties. And he wants the same thing. And he's, he's like, what about Sundays? What are we doing with this football Sunday thing? What's going on here? And I gather that he's a Bills fan because he is from Long Island. So I, I think he's fucking figure it out. I think I he's know. a Bills fan. Come at me, guys. I think Manhattan and Jersey are Jets and Long Island and some of Manhattan are Bills. I'm not sure. I'm not a sports person. I have no fucking clue. Upstate, obviously. <laughs> Buffalo is Bills country. But I think right. Long Island does get involved in that. But come at me. I'm not sure. Okay. So she's a Broncos fan and he's a Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say because it's just like there's the Mets and the Yankees divide. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I yeah. do understand it, but I don't mm-hmm. get it, but I know what it is. Oh, you know what it is? I'm wrong. I need to. Oh, God, I'm a terrible football person. Forgot all about the Giants. The Giants have to be in there, the Jets and the Bills. So we got three okay. New York teams. Okay. So I want to say. The people who like the Mets like the Jets. Okay, never mind. I'm not going down this I, I'm not, like, you've lost I'm it. not doing I'm like, this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing no. this. I don't give I a shit. I can't even have. I don't can't give a shit. He likes the Bills. That's all I that matters. I fucking hate sports. I'm like, I can't even have this conversation. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm still stuck on New York has three teams. What? Yes. I can't even. Okay. <clears throat> well, one of them belongs to Jersey, supposedly. Uh, and I want to say it's the Giants because they play at the Meadowlands, but I could be wrong. I could no be wrong. Clue. Let's just carry on. So, <laughs> keep, it, keep it moving, Amy. Amy's real janky football court. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a Broncos fan. Whatever. He yeah, agrees to compromise. You compromise on everything for me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll throw you this bone and I'll watch a Broncos game since I live uh-huh. in Denver. <clears throat> so Later, they're day drinking still. And no, no, whatever. I mean, these two always have a drink in their hand. It's fine. They're at an all-inclusive resort. Drink it up. Yes. And they're playing a variety of sports, like table tennis. And I don't know what goes wrong here, but she says either. to him, Do you, don't you like to have fun? And he uh, gets real pissed off about this. Well, I think it's just the alcohol. I think it's the alcohol, too. But I do think there was a bit of... She was a little passive aggressive when she said that. Something I was annoying her. I don't understand what she meant, though. I think... <sighs> she said he was letting her win, so maybe it's like, why don't you try don't and not I, let I me know. win? I don't, I don't know. know. So he says, now he says, and this is kind of off, not off mic, but not front and center, and it was okay. really disturbing. He says, you'll know when I'm mad. And then he says, it takes a lot. And the only people who've ever gotten me that mad are my parents. And I just wrote, what? (laughs) What? How did I not catch this? Like my parents, I've been mad at my parents when I was a teenager. But like I never, like I don't consider that real. Do you know what I mean? Like I never raged at them. My father would have kicked my ass. Mm, I don't know. I have a very different relationship with my mom. I, I so just find I, it weird. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird because he's told this story of his life about how his parents have this great 35 year long marriage and blah, blah, blah. I mean, we know that that's not, you know, all it's cracked up to be. But 
I always I say know. whenever anybody talks about marriage, longevity does longevity, not equal right. happiness. I know. I know. Um, I don't know. I just I couldn't I could make a I list know. for you of people who've who've received the ire of my anger over right. my parents. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, my kids. Yeah. My, my husband. first husband. My current husband. Um, my presidents friends. that we had. Friends. <laughs> Guy, uh, white, old, old, white-haired guys at the resort who were cutting in front of me for drinks. I mean, I can give you the guy who cut me off going to the mall the other day. There are ninety-five other people. Mm-hmm. Emily is one of them. Like, who, who, you know, I would rage mm-hmm. him before my parents. It's so weird. I know it's real weird. Hey everyone, stay tuned. Little Miss Recap will be right back after these words. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. You know what? Before we do the group scene, why don't you do clam? Sure. Okay. Let's do that. So, Liam, our boy Jacob Marley has an ear infection. <laughs> He's got some ear pain. He's got hey, a my doctor. ear hurts. I woke up this morning with pressure in my ear. Oh, that's even worse than anything I've ever done. Oh, yeah. There right. we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cameron has to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. and Claire cannot accompany him because she has a work meeting. And I'm just well, thinking this, like, this oh. was this was me when I went to the resort. I had to go to the resort doctor, remember, oh, to go on my right. blood pressure journey. And then she was going to have to send me to the hospital, but did not. So you know, Claire, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that like resorts had medical staff. They have to have somebody. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you so, know what she told me? You know what the nurse at our resort told me? What? She spends 90% of her time dealing with, quote, antics of the staff like i think they get injured and shit all the time oh really that's funny (laughs) they're always whipping around on golf carts like running people over it's you know something it's real that's funny anyway all right so they're talking to the cameras we don't get a whole lot here she's feeling good about the honeymoon they're sitting in bed um you can see i start seeing a little bit of like um physical touch with these two he's like yes. caressing her yes. arm gently and i'm mm-hmm. like okay he's you can see he's trying he is a little bit mm-hmm. trying right mm-hmm. they talk about moving in together um she's saying like you know she's worried because it's going to be an adjustment she's super independent and used to doing things a certain way um and they agree that you know it's going to be 
a little stressful, you know, learning mm-hmm. each other's mm-hmm. routines, but they're both looking forward to getting back to their routine. Mm-hmm. So our boy Cam heads to the doctor in the city and Claire stays back and she's chilling at the room and she's super thrilled to just have some time to herself. And I get that, right? I get that too. You need that. I know. Yeah. So they're packing up to go home. We're we're skipping over the group scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And they start joking about the travels home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron Jones. And we see a glimpse of his murderous rage side. Oh, stop it. (laughs) He jokes that it might not have been the best situation for her, but it was a pretty good one for him, (laughs) which I thought was kind of funny. So he's really just making fun of the whole situation. And he acknowledges that, you know, she felt left behind. He says, you know, it wasn't his intention. She says she overreacted. They're kind of making peace and joking about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. happy about that because let's let it go, you know? Yeah. Um, anyhow, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole lot of just nonsense, boring talk here. There's no way, there's no reason to even go over it. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm really feeling these two this week. I like it. I think they're on the upswing. And I really feel like we're seeing him try. And all mm-hmm. of you haters can float away <laughs> to your own ghost alone. I'm not a Cam hater. I just feel like he's going to murder someone before the season's over. Let's see. No. Let's see what happens. I don't feel that at all. Or, or you know, I kind of got that vibe off of uh, Brennan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You know how I feel. Group scene. Well, let me do, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to split Lauren and Ryan into two parts. Okay. okay. The first part, then the group scene, then the end scene. Okay. Okay. So Let's we open it. with the what I'm calling the dinner of nightmares. They're still on this nightmare <laughs> dinner. And Lauren, call, remember guys, this is the sex shaming. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said, I slept with someone two months ago. He immediately, she said, how do you feel about that? He said, to be honest, it takes sex, it took sex off the table for me. That was the conversation. Then he did the shoulder shimmy. All right. You know what the shoulder shimmy is? I've decided. Hmm. The shoulder shimmy is something that people do when they feel like they're superior. Oh, see, I think it's the complete opposite. I think it's something people do when they're wildly insecure, feel like they're in a corner. (laughs) Oh, I don't. I don't. I feel like he's doing the whole, like, I'm looking down on you because you spread your legs and I didn't okay. and, like, see I'm I think he's doing the I I'm going up against Lauren and she's a badass bitch and I don't know what to no. do or say I'm you guys tell us what you think I'm being dead yeah. serious because yeah. I have a completely different take on his body language than you okay. do okay I think he's very fucking elitist I think he has he no thinks, confidence and it's all a show I think see and I disagree I think he thinks he's the shit and he thinks he's better than her because... Well, I, I have a lot of thoughts on him. I mm. want to get to it. Okay. All right, go ahead. So Sorry. Lauren calls him out for judging her. And he lies and says, that's not the reason I took sex off the table. Bullshit. And he says, I took sex off the table because we don't know each other. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. That's not what you said. Lauren in this episode conducted a master class in holding somebody to their words. Yes, she did. She really did. I was like, I could take lessons. Go, girl. Yes. yes. She was amazing. Really, mm-hmm. she was. She was fucking amazing. So mm-hmm. she says, I need a quiet meal. I request a quiet meal. And they're sitting there eating in dead silence. For like 
13 seconds. Yeah. And then and, he's like, and, you know, silence isn't something I'm good at. Like, fuck off, Orion. I will also say this about these two. The way they talk with all this therapy speak is exhausting. It is exhausting. I'm exhausted by that. It is because they're like... They're trying, I, they're like doing this dance where I feel like they're each trying to one-up each other in, so weird. in emotional weird. intelligence. Yes, you know they're I mean? like talking to each other how they think they should be, but they're Instead not of, saying the real thing. They're talking at each other and yes. not to yes. each other. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Good way yep. to put it. So he says, you know, I'm not good with the quietness. First of all, it's just quiet. But I'm not good with the quietness. And she's like, Tough shit. I don't have the mental capacity for you right now. And I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't feel safe to have this conversation. And you're not hearing that. Yeah. So later they're in bed and she walks in. She's like, "Mm, funny seeing you here. And he wants a truce. And he's like, do you think us not having sex is because you had sex two months ago? And she goes, yeah, because that's what you said. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I love her. She goes, stand on your truth, Orion. And he says, okay, it's kind of the truth. And then she goes, well, there it is. And she goes, let's not start the shit here, Orion. Now we are hearing the truth. And he says, you were engaged. And she says, I was not engaged. So what is this really? She goes, I need you to say an answer because I don't deal well with whatever this is. Mm-hmm. I start like writing these words down. I'm like, I need to pull these things out. Yes. Like your dad, I'm going to start keeping a note in my wallet <laughs> of ways to, to Of comebacks. Of comebacks. Yes. <laughs> so- I just Which said, my sister and I had this whole conversation about how we're going to your dad's so she can write the note, the joke, the joke notes down for the guys at work. Guys, and- my dad. So it's- as long as I can remember, my dad has always been a joke teller. He's very I funny. I can remember him being like we would be at I parties know. and he would be like in the center of a crowd of my people dad, telling jokes. Same. And he's I, I always say like. There are no writers in my family, so I never know where I got that from. But I got my storytelling from my dad. You totally did. A hundred percent. So he would tell these elaborate stories and they would always be jokes. So the other day we're down there and he whips out a list of prompts that he keeps in his wallet that, you know, they're just enough of a bit of the joke to to refresh his memory. memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he it's says so he, funny. He, he says he can't help it. People demand jokes of him wherever he goes. <laughs> People demand his jokes. Tell us another one, Mr. B. <laughs> and they're filthy. They're usually filthy. Of they're course. usually politically incorrect, of course. So, like, he's just going to get canceled one day, and I don't know what to do no. about it. It is it the the greatest. No, truly, this is for real. The greatest thing in my dad's life was his joke telling ability and how horrible and dirty and disgusting his yeah, jokes were. Yeah, and he they're horrible. Would, he would tell them to me, like my sisters and I and our <laughs> friends, when we were like little kids. Yes. And like yes. I grew up thinking like telling dirty jokes wasn't just normal mm-hmm. and funny. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. That's why Sarah, we were cracking up. It was so funny. (laughs) Well, when I told him what your sister said about she works with a guy who always says, keep your gunpowder dry. She does. My my dad goes, oh, I know that saying. That's an old saying. Yeah. 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 He, um, she does. He calls all the time. I I even know about this guy. Like he's Mm -hmm. just. Keep your gunpowder dry, kids. 
she works for um, a pharmacy. So she does a lot of, you know, she has a lot of conversations with older people. Yeah. And yeah. this guy she's has like formed like a little relationship with and he mm-hmm. treats her like a granddaughter and it's just mm-hmm. adorable. It's so cute. It's it's funny. really funny, but funny. I I think we need and the list is index cards taped together. So what yes. we need is we need a list in our wallets like this of comebacks that Lauren oh, has Lauren. given us. I'm so, sorry. And one of them is one of them is I don't do well with whatever this is. So give me an answer. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Perfect. Love it. So he, you could see he is terrified because, yeah. and this is what I want to say about him. Mr. I grew up in a matriarchy and yes. I respect women. Uh-uh. No, he doesn't. He respects women if they're in their, in their confined little boxes. Yes. He, yes. No, he is not. No, he has longed for and has internalized the need for patriarchy. I totally mm-hmm. believe it. Yep. Because I even said to you, like, this feels real misogynistic. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He is on the fucking trash pile. So he asks if she wasn't as intentional because he's like, it made me question your intention. You had sex with someone else while we were going through this process. And Lauren says, I did something different than you. Does that make my intention less pure? Mm-hmm. Again, write that one down, everybody. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Because it made me uncomfortable. And she says, you made assumptions. Mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. she's next, not wrong she's not wrong at all i'm like cheering Cheer, her me on too. me too and again again it is not lost on me that like this is a strong woman and he's terrified of her he is i get what you're saying about that but i he is intimidated by her i shouldn't say yeah. he's terrified he's intimidated yeah. by her you could see that I think there's a part of him, though, that really is judging her by about like judging her because but that's but that's what I'm saying. He judged her and he assumed that she would just take it yes. like other women in his life or he thinks Probably, other women. Yeah. in his life. Yeah. And when she stood up, he didn't know what the fuck, what to, the do. fuck to do. Right. And so what do you do when you're backed in a corner and you don't know what to do? You fall back on. Well, she called me a redskin. And that's what he does in this episode. I know. I know. You're right. All right. You're right. So I'm all worked up. <laughs> here goes my blood pressure journey. But like, here's what's fuck. I'm just going to say it. Go ahead. It fucking Go ahead. is pissing me the fuck off because she didn't call him. I know. I know. I know. At I know. all. I know. Like, fuck off, Orion. And we've been biting our tongues on this. Big time, like I'm dripping with fucking blood. No, no, no. He's- what we have been biting our tongues about and what we still should not weigh in on is whether or not they perceived that as racist. We don't know that. We're white women. We can't, yeah, you know, I know what I mean? But we can talk about, did she call him Redskin? And she did um, not. She didn't. She didn't. She, she didn't. didn't. She made. Did she make a terrible, I don't even know, like. It, see, like to me, I have I, not. I know. And I'm going to tell you why. There was a naivety there that I think you could see all over her face. Yes. And I can relate to that because I have caught myself in similar situations where I'm saying something off the cuff because I don't don't even know what it means. Right. I'm being ignorant, but not, it's not an intentional ignorance. Mm -hmm. It's just a lack of knowledge. And that's yes. all that was. Yes. It was a yes. lack of knowledge. Fuck 100%. off. And it's still not lost on me that you are lecturing a black woman, woman. on yeah. racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck 
Oh, I can't. You. I can't. I can't. Okay. So the next day, Lauren gets back from the gym and he says, he says, he's emotionally depleted from last night. And Lauren says, I offer you grace in that moment. We haven't always shown up as our best selves, but the emotions that I'm feeling are not dissipating as quickly as I'd like them to. And this is where I wrote, these two are exhausting the way they yeah, talk. They are. I know. She says she needs consistency in his words and she apologizes for getting heated with him. They seem to end on a good place. Right. In a good place. He cries. She comforts she him. comforts him. Now I want to say something. Go ahead. He starts to cry. Mm -hmm. She says to him, come here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was expecting her to pull him into her to cry. But instead he pulls her in like he's in the dominant pose. I know. It was weird. It was it just was a little weird. thing I noticed. And I don't think I it means anything, it but I'm just pointing it out. Okay. I noticed it too. So later, again, Lauren and Orion are talking about how they feel. And Lauren's like, I'm going to call Dr. Pia. Like, let's get an expert in here. Mm -hmm. They call on Lauren's phone and I just wrote, can we not get a fucking iPad for these people? I know. This is what we're doing, production. I we're know. having Lauren hold a phone the entire time. It's bad. You couldn't put Dr. Pia on a fucking plane and get her down there? This is ridiculous. Fucked up. He tells Pia this was all his failure and he made Lauren feel unsafe. Lauren is grace graceful to him in this moment. Mm -hmm. She's like, it's not your fault. You did not fail me. We've gotten through it. Orion says he does not like a confrontational tone. Lauren grew confrontational. It freaked him out. Because he grew up with an abusive father. Okay, I give him that. He says he grew up with an abusive father. That's clearly a traumatic response then. I get it. it. Is. Fine. I give him I grace. I too. Mm -hmm. I get it. I not from my father, but like, yeah. you know. I, I, I if it. you grew up in a household that was disharmonious, disharmonious? Mm -hmm. Un unharmonious? Oh my God. What is the word I'm looking for? If you grew up in a household that was not harmonious. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm like... <laughs> You would have this response. I get it. A hundred percent. Dr. Pia says, here's what you guys need to do. You need to put positive deposits in your bank account so that when you need to withdraw, you have enough money in there. Mm. Okay. Whatever that means. Somehow, Lauren ends up having to apologize for, for something. I don't. I and don't Orion know. says he needs space. And she's like, okay, peace out. All right. Literally. Now we go to the groups. The next time we see them is at the group scene. We learn that Cam has an ear infection, and when he gets back, he has a huge thing of flowers. And I'm telling you guys, don't you dare come at my boy. <laughs> He's, He's trying. Feeling better. He's feeling better. He's feeling better, and he wanted mm -hmm. to take it back to basics. <laughs> so he stopped at a little flower shop before he got some tea. Yeah. So. Lauren and Orion are talking about their first hurdle, and Lauren goes, a second hurdle. Yeah. Notice, though, as they pan around the table, Cam's got his arm around Claire, and again, he's rubbing her arm nicely. Stroking. Stroking that arm. So they're all talking about their relationships, because this is what we do for three hours now, and Lauren says they're on a roller coaster. Austin says they're doing something different. They're putting contentious conversations aside until they have a good base built and can handle it. Brennan said, no, this asshole, is that's what you're doing. <laughs> Brennan says, this is going so great. And Emily's like, I'm a little too sarcastic and I usually don't suffer the consequences. So I'm trying to fix that. And 
Clam, they're doing well. But Clam does say at some point, like, you know, we're not the type that are would be attracted to each other in a bar. Right. So what he's, yeah. So what, I'm sorry. So what he says is if they were dating, he doesn't think that they'd be like throwing themselves at each other, but he says that they, he really wants to focus on making sure that they transition into like from a friendship Mm -hmm. to a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like dude gets it. So like everybody, like the, when we thought maybe he didn't understand, like, I don't think so. Like, I really think he, we're not giving him enough credit. I love him. I'm saying it. He's my new favorite. Lauren says she got what she wanted out of the honeymoon and hopes they could laugh about things someday. She lightly references the redskin comment, but doesn't really get into it. Because there's no need to rehash it again. Like, how many times can we beat this fucking dead horse? Orion tells the camera, that joke cut so deep, and I can't stop thinking about it. And everyone can kind of sense the tension between them. Now. Wait a minute, though, before. All right. I don't know. I don't know if I'm cutting you off. What pissed me the most, pissed me off the most. Well, not, not just that, but this was fucking annoying. How he's like. She disrespected my family. She disrespected my Oh, I'm getting into that. That's when he's on Pastor Cal. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. So the next morning, they wake up and we learn they were up all night talking about the Redskin comment again. Because again, he's backed into a corner and this is what he's got to fall on. Mm. So he he says he cannot get over it and he felt like a minority in his own marriage. Lauren is crying downstairs on a swing and Claire is with her and she's crying and she says she overheard him say that she doesn't have his back. I don't know who he said this to. I don't know either. We need more on that, please. A producer maybe, I'm yeah, thinking. I mean, it's I like these people don't have cameras on them 24-7. He says she attacked his culture and his community. And Claire says, I don't know why he's being so hard on you. Like, this is ridiculous. And Lauren says, we had a big blow up and I asked for a divorce. Dun, dun, dun. I really think that he likes to be the biggest victim in the room. Yeah. And yeah. he he's, yeah. they're almost like, not she, I shouldn't say they, he's in competition with her for that victim spotlight. That's what yeah. I was, that's yeah. what I'm getting yeah. at. Truly, that's what and I, I think. I think too, again, let's go back to, well, let me finish this. And then we'll, because I have, I want to go back to right. when he was talking to her dad. So let's, okay. So Orion calls Pastor Cal and tells him again about the Redskin comment. Pastor Cal, he understands. I mean, you know, let's not forget Pastor Cal is a person of color. He understands why and how Orion is completely offended by this. Mm -hmm. And again, we understand that as well. However, like you have to give people room to progress and to be sorry and to you know what i mean and And that's what pastor cal focuses on like Mm -hmm. is she saying she's sorry is she upset about it and orion's like yes yes she's apologizing profusely so pastor cal says there's a lot more going on here and i feel like you haven't had the chance to express how you really feel and i don't know that i agree with that because i feel like that's all he's been fucking doing is whining about how he fucking feels I I do agree to some extent because the stuff that he says to her about so we'll get there. Okay. Um he has to talk with Lauren. Lauren says they've talked this to death and she keeps thinking they're good and he keeps saying they're good and then he changes it and they're not uh-huh. good anymore. And that would drive me fucking crazy. Me too. 
Pastor Cal gets them together. He's like, let's just de-escalate. And Lauren says, I don't feel like he's giving me grace. And this is new. Orion says, you offended my family. And I have a whole community who will have opinions about this. My mom will have an opinion about this. Everyone who's indigenous around the world will have an opinion about this. I don't think he said that to her before. No, I don't and I think, I think this is what's been eating at him is how am I, who's somebody who advocates for my culture, culture. going mm-hmm. to go back home and deal with this? Well, dude, you just fucking figure that out mm-hmm. because I have news for you. Her profuse apology is also captured on film. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like, it's yeah. not like she made the comment, they went to black and no one will ever see anything afterwards. We're seeing the entire thing. And I don't think the apology was not like disingenuous or what is, Me what am I trying to say? Like, I don't, I don't, I think she, like, I truly think she's sorry. Yes. Yes. Fuck. So, I hate seeing people like just fucking hung up for a mistake that too. like. Me I, too. I, uh, Me too. She says she is working her ass off to learn and do better. And he says he cannot get past this. And he says the first time he experienced racism was within his own culture, and now it's his marriage, and he just can't drop it. And she leaves, and Pastor Cal's like, dude, you need to calm down. Like, this is, she's running herself inside out trying to fix this. Mm-hmm. And she says, she does say, and I'm proud of her for this, she says, it doesn't matter what I do, this is a him thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, she's right, this is his problem, not hers. Hundred percent, and there's literally nothing I could do. So that's where we leave them. But I want to go back to when he met with her father, mm-hmm. and the I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know how the question came up. I want to say the father asked if he has ever dated within his own culture, but I can't remember if that was the prompt. But whatever the prompt was, Orion said no because I I grew up in a matriarchy and I don't like to be bossed around. I don't like to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. remember that i do remember that that drives me crazy so i feel Mm -hmm. like on paper he's saying that he grew up in a matriarchy and he respects women but i don't think he does i don't don't think think he he respects strong women no Mm -mm. no nope and i don't know i don't understand why i don't know i hate this i heard it so much i don't either and i went down a rabbit hole Mm-hmm. looking at research to try because i know he's navajo i forget what what else he is but i know he identifies as navajo so i was trying to see like what is the navajo culture like and like is there misogyny is it a patriarchy is it a matriarchy and for the most part what i've read says it is the the duo the dual you know feminine mm-hmm. and masculine mm-hmm. so i don't know but i mean you can't tell me that misogyny doesn't exist in every culture somewhere so it's there and that's what I'm picking up on. Like I even said to you, like this just feels so misogynistic. Yeah, it and does. to see it directed as a at a black woman is real hard to watch. It is really real hard. hard to watch. And I like, I literally want to punch him in the fucking face. Yeah, I want to punch him in yeah. the fucking face. Yeah. Oof. So I've completely soured at him. On him, we're throwing him in the trash pile. I'm fucking done with him. He's done. I'm mm-hmm. done too. Next time on, they move in together. And what did you think of this? Brendan goes, I think we need to take a few days to regroup and then come back together and move in. What is What's that, that mean? I don't know. Do you think he I just wants know. to party? 
Like, I'm going to go out and party a little bit, and then I'll come back and be married? No, I don't think it's that. No, I you think... He's not into her? I do. Mm, why not, though? She's cool girling it. Because I think she's over cool girling it, and he wants... I think he's looking for something more, like, deeper. Not more deeper. I just... I didn't mean it to sound like that. <laughs> He's looking for something more. He wants a deeper connection. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. she's too much party, party, fun, fun, fun. <laughs> and I think he's just, I think he's exhausted. Mm, okay. And I think, I think he's second guessing it. I do. Okay. Okay. I could be totally fucking wrong. No, no, no. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I, I, but I, I do think that there's it's going to turn into he's not that into her because she's too much of a partier. He wants somebody that wants to settle down. Ooh, does he want somebody like me who has to be on the couch under blanket at nine o'clock? Or like me who is in bed <laughs> at like seven and then cries at Gilmore Girls? Like what? <laughs> Austin and yeah. Becca talk about religion, and Becca's like, you know, I just have never met a Christian who hasn't tried to convert me. So they're going to have a little um, dust up that, there. That's where I think, I think we're going to find out that he's Christian and very deeply committed to his faith. Why and would I think, they put him with an agnostic? Why would the experts do that? They do a lot of shit we don't like. That's true. 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 Why, like, well, they both like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Let's put them together, even it. though you one like is a racist yeah. and one isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I like Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> one likes Mario, one likes Luigi. Like, I don't know. Seriously. Um, but I'm being serious. I do think that this is going to be the problem. Yeah. I think it's going to be religion because I, I am feeling like he's got he's got some ties to Jesus. He's and got some ties to Jesus. He's got those Jesus ties. Bring me down and to Jesus. Beth, I got just, zip ties to Jesus. Michael's just like, honey, I'm going to cut those ties because I don't do that. <laughs> God, and then Claire us. and Cam have a little tiny bit of tension, but we don't really know what it's about. Yeah. And Orion says, there is no romantic love here anymore. And he does the shoulder shimmy. Yeah. So he's done. He's done. Off. He was yeah. done. Go fuck Go off, fuck dude. Yourself. I don't even care when he was done. I'm fucking done with him. I really hope that. You know what? Ooh, sorry. You know what we need to do? You know what we need? You know what we what? need? We need Broke Down Prince to come back in and put Lauren with him. Broke down Prince Michael. If if you guys don't know, Michael, if you're just listening to this episode, no, none of our other ones. I have Michael, no words because I'm he, like when he's agreed. in the confessional, he looks like he's on the set of VH1 behind the music and he's like, oh, oh his completely. tie's undone. Oh, yeah. He's like leaning he around like a he's set. Yeah. Oh yeah. He just yeah. He was just <laughs> slithering around a floor somewhere mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. so um I think those two might up. work, you know? I mean, he's really cool. He seems mature. She's very mature. I agree with that. Maybe that's who he belonged with. This is how low the bar is. Now I'm just I'm just hooking up people who are mature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could be complete opposites. <laughs> They're both mature. You could have a, a Libra and a Capricorn, and I don't care. You're getting oh. together because you're both mature. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, guys. Um, Listen, listen. 
get into our Backdoor Friends Facebook group. It's a lot of fun in there. The link is in the show notes. Hop on in. Talk about your menopause journey. It's welcome. Please. Talk about your blood pressure, your anxiety, whatever your you want. uterus. Whatever you want. Bring it in. Or in my case, in. your lack of. Mm-hmm. Bring it in. Whatever you yeah. got. And uh, that's it. That's all we got. We're doing Golden Batch. We'll have that finale. Mm-hmm. Did you see the article out about how Teresa? No. Uh, I'm going to stop you. I don't no, read it's not articles. A spoiler. It's I don't not a look spoiler. at anything. It's not a spoiler. Comments There's an article out that Teresa is liking nasty comments about other contestants that people are leaving. I'm so, not like, surprised. if it's like if somebody's on there being like, "Oh, Ellen and her pickleball, go fuck yourself," Teresa Teresa's would like it. Like, <gasps> I'm not surprised. What I told bitch. you she was a bitch. I felt She's bad a mean that girl. I was She's worried that he wasn't going to pick her, but. I do. I said it from the beginning. She's mm-hmm. a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. She's a mean girl. Mm-hmm. So we're doing she that. Is. Um, she is the mean girl. Amanda and I happy. cover sister wives on our Patreon, Apple subscriptions, all that. Support the show. Leave us a five star review if you can't yeah. join our extra feed. That does just as much. Mm-hmm. We only accept five stars. Literally, we only accept five stars. Only five. Only five. Four, All right, guys. Four and a half, four point seven five, four point nine. No, only five. No, only five. Five. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love your bones. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.